Hello everyone. Welcome to Wisdom Over Wine with Daniel Victoria and Daniel Mia. Hello. As we dive into our next segment about can old trauma develop future drama? And we're going to delve into a little bit of uh, some spiciness of topics today. And so we welcome you to join us with your beverage of choice, whatever it could be, wine, could be something else, tea, water, whatever your preference. Have a chat with us and listen as we give you a little bit of wisdom as we sip on our wines this evening. Yeah, we are just encouraging you all to be present. It is so easy to move about and do all the things or what we call multitasking. Um, We're asking you to grab a drink, have a seat, sit down and reflect on some of the things that we are discussing this evening. And so as as we think about that and as we think about how can old trauma develop future drama, I think we started thinking about some of our examples and some of the incidents that have occurred within the past year. And one that's most prominent that sticks out in our minds and hearts, actually, is the infamous slap that happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock during the Oscars. Yes. On one of the biggest nights of Hollywood, two of our favorites um, were on stage and a physical altercation occurred. And again, the only reason we are going back there and bringing it up because we are trying to tap into or show you these areas where the old trauma or issues of our past not being addressed can surely develop into bigger dramas or problems in our future um, or present, if that makes <laughs> makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's where we are right now with this Will Smith slap of Chris Rock. And I think um, one of Danielle, your first questions were like, how did we discover it? Okay, like where were right. you when the altercation happened? I personally was out to dinner. I came home, um, I tried to turn off like the social medias, the phones, and all the things and be extremely present when I'm out to dinner um, with family, my partner, friends. Uh, So by the time I checked back in, I had all the notifications and I honestly thought it was a joke until I soon realized that it wasn't. (laughs) So where were you when this happened? Literally, you know, this is funny because I did not watch the Oscars. I was, I went to bed and it was one of those like in the middle of the night things, honestly speaking, where, you know, you gotta get up and, you know, you go to the bathroom or something like that. And I came back and my phone was like lighting up with all the notifications and things like that, that I typically ignore. But this one I, I tuned into and then I saw on Instagram how instantly there was tweets and then there was 
um, you know, comments that were made by actually well-known celebrities mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. talking about Will Smith. And then it was the video of him walking up and slapping someone. And I didn't even know that it was Chris Rock, to be honest with you. I, I was like, who is he slapping? <laughs> I, I didn't know. I just saw him going up. And I thought, like, oh, maybe this is funny. Yeah, this this has got to be a joke. You know, as Will Smith, he is naturally a comedian. He's slapping someone. So it's got to be probably funny. And then I saw that it was Chris Rock. I was like, oh, this is maybe funny. And then I saw that they both were dressed up. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the Oscars. Yeah. But then I looked through more and more and more. And then I saw that this was a slap that happened. I said, you know what? Let me dive into this a little mm-hmm. bit more. So then I, I actually, <laughs> I did. I, I, I logged on and then I, you know, clicked on the video And then I saw that he got up and he slapped Chris Rock. Again, I didn't see, I didn't hear anything at that point. Right. So I wanted to find out, you know, was this a joke? What was going on between the two of them? And it clearly was not. Yeah. Um, That was my indication. How, How did you know that this was not a joke? Like, did you? I think we discussed it before once. You know, will return to his seat and move from the physical altercation to now the verbal assault is when I realized, like, when I realized this is this is real. You know, like this is real. And in that moment, I also saw this human side of Will that screamed, "What is going on?" Where is this coming from? This is bigger than the words that just came out of Chris Rock's mouth. Absolutely. So I initially I saw it, you know, when everyone sent the, you know, the recordings to me. I saw it, I laughed, and, you know, I say it all the time. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I've seen people, I've seen worse happen for less. You know, to, to make it simple. I've seen worse happen for less. So when I saw that, I actually laughed. And initially, I was like, well, you know, you run, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know, it's one of those things. But you sleep on it, wake up the next day, and I'm like, no, this was wrong. <laughs> this is wrong on so many levels. And then it, it, it questioned. It moved me into that that question of you, what you presented, as well as, like, the whole did Will lose his willpower? You know, like, what happened? What What happened? that allowed that to happen. That was my sentiments as well. I think I immediately felt Will's intention at that very moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I condone it in mm-hmm. any way or sense, but I felt where he was coming from. To anyone that has even watched the Oprah conversations, which I did, I plugged into the Will uh, Smith conversation with Oprah, and then I actually, you know, Got the book as soon as he wrote the book because they, they talk about the book during that Oprah conversation. So I you bought me a copy of the book. I did. Yeah. I did. I, and I'm like, let me dive into this. And I, I love this so much. I even got it on audio. Like, I'm like, let me just listen to this. And the one thing that was very prominent is that he's labeled himself as the coward. And he labeled himself as a coward because in his past, the trauma that he experienced was the abuse of his father to his mom and to his brother and his sister. So prominent to the point that he felt that he had to be this comedian. Mm -hmm. Let me keep everybody laughing Mm -hmm. to get 
past this 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 feeling. And that's why he felt as though it was this coward. There's this part where he talks about that he saw his mom with a wound to her face and she, you know, was covered in blood and he could not fathom or even deal with how to respond in that incident. Mm -hmm. So in his fact, because he didn't stand up for her, he was a coward. And he has felt as though he has been this coward to all the women in his family, except it's one woman, namely, I believe that's his grandma, I think, but all the women in his family, including his wife at this point. So when I saw this happen, and then I saw Chris Rock make a joke towards Jada Pinkett Smith about G.I. Jane, the movie, if anyone has ever seen it, it's about a movie that Demi Moore, the actress, is filmed in, and she shaves her head. She had a choice to shave her head. And if anyone doesn't know, Jada Pinkett Smith, who has been very, very transparent and communicated publicly that she is suffering from the disease of alopecia, which for colored women, as us, who we are, we suffer from that very known disease. And, and our hair, our hair is our crown. Yeah. And for Chris Rock to go in in that direction, whether it was intentional, whether it was just, you know, him being a comedian, it didn't sit. It didn't sit well. It didn't sit well with a, a lot of us. I'm, I'm just being very honest about it. But I go back and reflect to the fact that Will Smith... Did he react from his past trauma and on stage created this, well, drama? This new drama. You can say that both of everyone may have reacted in this realm of past trauma. Um, we've talked about it before. I'll, I'll say it again. It, it will always baffle me how a man who has an entire documentary on black hair and the air quote struggle can then get on the stage on one of the biggest nights of Hollywood and choose to berate or use a black woman as the pun of a joke in regards to hair or the lack thereof. It will never make sense to me. Um, and as a black man, I have to 100% believe that he understands the sensitivity that comes with black women and hair. So to not only now make us the brunt of the joke, um, but then expect us to be okay with being the brunt of the joke was very triggering for me um, as a black woman who, you know, has, is dealing with alopecia, you know, on her own. It's, it's very triggering because no one understands that. Like no one understands it. And, and it's along the lines of what you say. It's not a choice. This is something that we are now forced to deal with. Uh, and we shouldn't have to sit back and be the brunt of the joke and be okay with it, you know, for the sake of comedy. I think it was poor taste on so many different levels, but just going back to the path, the trauma of it all, you know, taking my experience of the alopecia or Jada Pinkett Smith's experience of the alopecia, that's her trauma that she now has to deal with, whether you're making a joke about it mm -hmm. or not. Like, right? right. You know, so you have that there. Then there you have will smith and the trauma of his past possibly 
affecting how he responds to the things now. You know, and then there you have Chris Rock and there's no way you can sit this clueless. <laughs> you know, is it how this might be sensitive? You know, the, the jokes about hair, it might be sensitive for a woman of color. So there, there's all these things that, that, you know, we can take into account or we can hope that they would take into account as they move and they say the things, but we don't know what's going through anybody's mind. But I think it's safe to say that we all have these experiences that force us or cause us to show up the way we show up now. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, 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 and I think like that's a lot that that is like put under the rug or swept under the rug of this. We lose the idea of like the human in us all and we just keep moving forward and expecting... I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like on that part, expecting, I don't know, from, from people. We're just supposed to deal with how everyone is showing up and I don't think it's fair. That's right. Yeah. No, I, 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 I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I think from when I think about things and we think about things is after this dust has settled, there were so many uh, people that came forth and I knew how I felt because I was, it, I, I admittedly, I was, I understood where Will was coming from. Mm-hmm. I knew, I, I saw him dealing with his past trauma mm-hmm. and I saw him reacting in, the, in that very moment. But then also, you know, as I started thinking about it over and over again and listening and hearing things and I thought, this has created the drama. You're on stage. Here's the thing. You have now overshadowed so many others that were so deserving yeah. of their Oscar. They didn't have their shining moment. I mean, Samuel Jackson was presented by Denzel Washington of an Oscar mm-hmm. that he was very much due for. And no one remembered that because mm-hmm. it was overshadowed by Will Smith's selfishness. It, it, was his, it was a selfish moment that yeah. he did not think about because he reacted from his past trauma emotions is is what I, it was an emotional response um and i've said it before emotions are movers like right emotions are these things that we experience and then we have to decide like mm-hmm. am i going to move in the fashion that this emotion is sending me or am i going to take a moment step back and decide like what makes the most sense Absolutely. In that very moment, that was an instance where someone's emotions definitely impeded their act to make their ability to make the best decision. And that emotional response, you know, just just triggers for most of us these unwanted or <laughs> these unwanted circumstances. And it goes back to the importance, like we were saying, the importance of emotional control. Um, and just knowing how you're showing, I say it all the time. For example, I'm big on, which might make, might not make any sense to other people. When I hear the word shut up, it does something like, right. And so no one understands like why I, you tell me to shut up. I'm going to go from zero to 100 really, really quick. Why? Because I heard that a lot. I heard that a lot as, you know, growing up where it was, it was a lot of silencing um going on so now as an adult when i hear you know shut up or be quiet even though no one tells me that now because as a young adult <laughs> don't tell me shut up. No, i don't think anyone would tell right me no, no 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 as a young adult yeah. when i would hear the shut up 
it would take me somewhere else and no one understood that so i then had to you know unpack like where is this coming from and this has nothing to do with this person right here it has a lot to do with what happened years ago that is now having me in this place of where i show up this way now and that's the trauma that we may not be acknowledging that is going to now move into the new dramas unnecessary shit but you did the work it's it's doing the work you know and and this isn't we'll really do the work Mm -hmm. from this past trauma Mm -hmm. to not create drama Mm -hmm. i mean let's be clear i mean he's done you know therapy you know he's done um a, a lot of holistic um uh, therapy as well to mm-hmm. those who may not be aware of it he, he's went through a lot of this and so has Jada as well they, they separated and you know they actually casted their you know life realities it's, it's been well known what's been going on so they both have suffered some past trauma and together they're trying to come together to try to relate to each other and move forward in their marriage and but it has been creating this this drama that we, we've been seeing unfold mm-hmm. before our eyes and so i come back to say did will lose his willpower we don't know yet i'm gonna say right now he didn't lose his willpower on stage that's just my perspective i felt like he's, yeah. though he's dead I, I felt as though he um He's had some of the best roles uh, that has been, you know, casted with him. And he's been, you know, phenomenal. And where does this take him from here? We don't know. Yeah. These have consequences, I do feel. Now that the dust is settled and so many people have given their perspectives and, and you know, and, and, and feelings and thoughts about this. Moving forward, when we think about trauma right? Mm-hmm. There's different types of trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we think about there's physical abuse and let's not forget verbal abuse, mm-hmm. which is oftentimes is labeled as worse than the physical abuse mm-hmm. because it's all mental. It could be death of someone, neglect, types of different types of toxicity mm-hmm. in the homes that you, that you were brought up in. It could be, you know, accidents, family history of mental illness and other things that is this trauma that we have and we're trying to move past it to get in relationships that could be friendships raising our children yeah partners our spouses you know that's you know all the relationships and people even in the workplace Mm -hmm. it all shows up and so i think the question is is we know that past trauma can definitely produce future drama. Mm-hmm. I think the question that we, we discuss at this very moment, and Daniel, may I please feel free to chime in, is how do we prevent that? What, are, what is the work that we need to do to recognize this so that we don't end up into being that will that loses the willpower? It's a big why. When I started to focus on doing my work, you know, the work of me, that that internal work, yeah. there was always a why. You know, this happens, why? You did this, why? You showed up this way, why? So everything was left with a why, and it just always brought it back to me. Yeah. 
Um, and so that was 100% uncomfortable 95% of the time. <laughs> 100% uncomfortable 95% of the time yeah. if I had to be 100% honest with myself, which was what I was trying to do at the time. Um, and I say this, it's funny when I'm instructing class, I say this a lot too. We land in my whys really left me in a valley, a low space, like, right? My whys left me in this, this valley of this space, but it's in that space where the growing happens. It's in that valley where the learning happens it's in that valley where the transition into the better version of yourself can happen if you allow it um so that's where it starts with me like why why are you showing up and it, it takes me to these it you know has taken me to these uncomfortable spaces but it's forced me to be realistic with that's all fine. the things whether you know, wh- whether I, I like it or not, it, it's really forced me to be realistic with the things. And it's just a chapter. And I think understanding that it's a chapter that happened, it just defines that chapter and not the rest of your life. It was a point. So th- that's where I am with the why. How about you? I think that what you're saying is very true. Is that, but here's the, the thing is that we have to do the work. Mm-hmm. That's the whole and, and that's, that's the part, doing the work to get to where we need to do. Because, yeah. you know, in life, we could have experienced some past trauma, but we want to move forward. And what are the steps and the changes that we need to have to make happen so that we can have forward progression, mm-hmm. forward movement? Mm-hmm. Y- you were exactly saying that when you said, I started with the whys. And maybe that doesn't work for everybody. Maybe that maybe there's some other mechanisms and things that we that we work through to get there. But you started with why? Why? Yeah. But you started the work, and I think that that's that's where we get into where we're not too um, sure of ourselves. We're not sure where to start, where to, where to go from here, when we're experiencing. Um, these thoughts that are rambling through our heads and when we get into this mental stress because we want this ideal life and we have to realize that you know we got to do some work on ourselves and so I'll lean into that a little bit because I I think Daniel Mia we both have understood what is needed to do the work I will start by saying that I think the most initial thing is understanding that there is work to be done. Mm-hmm. The work of self. And that you're never complete. It's never done. It's a work of art. And that's what I think about. You know, I think about, you know, a Picasso, you know, the, the, the painting, the art, is that there's a lot of work that goes into this perfection. We cannot be perfect but we can chase excellence to that perfection so there's always the work of us and so whether that is questioning the why which i love and then what happens after that because you know for me is doing the process and the work of getting someone to help me through that maybe i need to talk with someone maybe i need to Uh, speak with a life coach or a therapist and I'm a strong proponent of having that third party or someone that I can connect with 
to help me through this process mm-hmm. to get to that next layer. As a yeah. matter of fact, I feel like the best version of myself was being able to show up and be vulnerable and get that help. Yeah. Where, where, where are you with it's, that? You know, it's, it's, I like the word help always has me on this like seesaw. But I think one huge thing just as humans in this world um, that we should understand is like change is inevitable like right there's one thing that's constant is change things are always changing right. and what may you know be relevant and resonate with us in january may be totally different in february it may be totally different in march april and i think leaving ourselves open to the space of change and trying to move in what's offered to us as opposed to create really gives us um how, how can I say it it gives us this space to move in and just be present in what is as opposed to trying to um, create something else we have all these different traumas that we carry around with us that we're not we're not even aware of we don't um, you've heard like the generational curses or the things that we keep with us because this is what our parents taught us or our grandparents, you know, our grandparents taught us and we just move in that realm and we don't give ourselves this space to be in like what is right now. And so a big thing for me is just being present in what is and, and realizing like, hey, I'm in, in this moment and what happened six months ago, I have to find this way to not let it pour into right now that takes recognition and um i want to highlight a lot of that because we talk about this as we even went from our first episode of cultivated self and setting goals for ourselves and how to create the 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 best life for for us and that's the best life for you is no one that's not compared to anybody Mm -hmm. else it's your best version of yourself and how and how you're showing up um for yourself this is part of that. This is part of that work. And I love what you just said, Daniel Mia, because you referred to, you know, generational curses. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that always sits with me is that, you know, just because your parents did certain things doesn't mean that that's the way that you move. Exactly. And the I would say that the best thing that I have done in my past and and that's moved with me through my future that's helped me through things is I take all the wonderful things that I've been given from my parents my coaches my inspirators but that also leave behind the things that I felt that was not so beneficial that was not that 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 was not going to elevate Mm-hmm. me to where I need it to be and I choose to accept the, the goodness and leave those things behind but I don't hold it against them because right. you know they're simple humans as we are and I, I, I like what you just said because we do have these generational curses that are placed upon us and then we, we put ourselves into this box mm-hmm. and that's how we move and not willing mm-hmm. to break outside of of that box and then reflect back and be thankful for all that but then move in that different direction so i appreciate 
I don't think many realize how much or how often they move emotionally. You know, how often we move in this emotional space and we don't realize like the emotions of whatever it may be, you, you know, is leading or leading a trail, you know, in, in what we're doing and how coming back to how I feel, why I feel, it, it really can dictate and determine like how you show up so differently um, in your situations. Like emo- emotions are movers. That's what they do. Emotions are these feelings that arise. And now we have to determine how we're going to move in said emotion. Am I going to allow this emotion to take wherever it's coming from? Like wherever it's coming from. And that's another layer. Like now I have to figure out why I'm showing up this way. Right. But I also have to decide like, what am I going to do with this emotion that's showing up? And for a lot of us, we live in a world where we are consistently in this space of fight, you know, that this fight or flight, the, this space of your actions are triggering something in me. And we have to now practice our willpower, you know, or practice some form of restraint. You need to not show up on the negative end of that. Um, it's unfortunate for a lot of us, like that's how we experience life on a daily. So it's so grand because all of us, we are on so many different levels of how we experience life, um, which then calls for so many different responses to how we experience life. So I try not to be judgmental and I just offer everyone, I try to offer everyone this space of just doing the the work, the self-work, because that's where it's going to start. Acknowledging the traumas that you may be living in or moving through or experiencing you have to pause you really really have to pause and i I swear that pause does not feel good (laughs) a lot of the time but you really have to pause and ask yourself what the hell is going on i love that um i love that i think when we talk about how and how do you move when you are under this mental stress and i think the important part is pause reflect Mm -hmm. and seek Mm -hmm. guidance at that moment that's where we struggle the moment that we are such strong beings and vulnerability is hard for a lot of us i know myself i mean i had to work on being vulnerable but seeking help And it is okay to have help. I I am one that will say that I have had a therapist for over going on now 10 years. And I still seek guidance from her amongst others, my friends, my confidants. You know, you, you, you know, we, we, you know, I, I, I am able to be vulnerable but it takes a space and it takes the work to getting there. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up if you're not there. It takes some work to do that. Um, whenever you experience some past trauma, because you, you want to be able to move forward without that drama. Um, so I would definitely say the pause, reflect, seek guidance, patience, be patient with yourself. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Daniel, you could think of when, when you're going through this mental uh, stress and what, what to do? The patience part 
um, jumps out at me like 100%. And I why it jumps out because I think what happens is we want to heal ourselves or want to be healed within you know days or hours or time, and we don't realize what we're trying to heal ourselves from has been something that's taken years to develop. That's right. Like, right? Like, it's taking, it, like, it's years to develop where you are right now. So it's it's being patient with yourself and acknowledging that you are going to have your setbacks. Like, you're going to have these moments where you know, it didn't work out you, the way that you expected it to. Like, and, and have the setbacks. Setbacks are human. And then move forward even in the setbacks because even in those setbacks, you're going to learn some some lesson. So it, it's the patience with yourself and understanding that what took you years to get here is going to take you some time to get over. I, That's I been a big agree. thing for me. I agree uh, with that. Allowing my spa- myself the space to heal and grow. 100%. 100%. And I was uh, thinking back to you know being patient, allowing yourself to heal and grow. And then I thought as well as when we talk about being able to communicate and if you are not able to communicate you know verbally with someone damn it you are a huge proponent of journaling like I, I, I yes and so I think that that's important to journal I mean even when you're thinking through some things whether it's journaling whether it's writing you know, an email or just documenting your feelings on mm-hmm, paper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like pen and paper, but I also like to just get on my laptop and just start jotting down my feelings and I may turn on some music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also think that, you know, along with journaling, giving that self-love, mm-hmm. maybe there's a hot bath and, you know, just laying back and just, you know, taking in all the goodness, that yeah. self-love, that time to yourself to receive all of the goodness any other words i mean we, we both can reflect so deeply on this one yeah we can keep going on and on. i think like this is something that we can address in another um another episode in regards to this the space that you keep or the circle that you keep or the the people uh that you keep around you yeah and being very i am super sensitive to people who are in my space who i am giving energy to who i am allowing you know to pour into me so this you know how we go danny we can go in so many different directions with our our discussions um yeah but just in 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 that just thinking about the trauma and the drama uh i'm so blessed to have people around me who are understand it and even if they're not understanding of my shit but just allow me space to be exactly who i am every day every moment of whatever that looks like um so so as we move forward with trying to you know evaluate our old traumas that may be causing you know these new dramas um keep that in mind too the people you keep around you um, during your process of healing and change and growth and moving forward. Let's say too, we will be talking about relationships and how to move forward through, you know, a lot of this. And it's all about the cultivated self. 
and how to move forward in relationships that could be with your partner, you know, your you know, your spouse and, and friendships and establishing boundaries. Yeah. And thank you so much for calling that forward. That's something we're gonna really dive into. That'd probably be like a, a three part segment, There's so many parts. Four parts. But like four <laughs> parts, you know, it's so many parts of that. Um, but just to kind of recount back to some of the things that we talked about, you know, being able to keep your willpower and how to move forward, you know, in, in, in any type of stressful situations. And we, we've seen a lot of that. And um, let's just not, I, I'm, I'm going to pull this out. We, we all, um, if anyone hasn't tuned in, there was a, a horrific tragedy that happened in mm. Texas um, within the last uh, couple of days. And to those that are listening, our hearts and prayers go out to the families and, yeah. and those that were affected by this uh, tremendous tragedy. And this is something that um, we, we speak on today just um, from from our hearts, but also um, we want to be, give some introspection to it. Um, but from, you know, just, just going back into understanding where do we move from past trauma and how to move forward to not create that, that drama. And that is to pause Take a pause, mm -hmm. reflect, and if it is within you, communicate. And that communication doesn't have to necessarily be like verbal. If that yeah. is journaling, if that's writing your feelings down on a piece of paper and getting it out, and you know, going into you know, finding someone to communicate with. It could be a friend, it could be a therapist, mm -hmm. it could be a coach, it could be a confidant, anyone of your choice. And tuning into that self love, finding what what makes you what what really what feels good, brings that yeah. comfort. Maybe it's that beautiful, uh, wonderful bath, or taking a nature hike, mm -hmm. mountain biking, skiing, what, what, whatever is that comfort zone. That um, great glass of Pinot Grigio. That great glass of Pinot Grigio. Oh wait a minute, I'm sorry. <laughs> she Daniel Mia is a Pinot Grigio. I'm gonna stick to my Cabernet. Yeah. Um, so I'm the Cabernet lover over here, but, um, or the, you know, you know, Pinot Noir, but yeah, like, <laughs> we do have some opposites here, but no, um, uh, on a serious note, it come back to, uh, what it takes to bring you to, to ground you. And we will talk about a little bit more about this as we move through our future segments yeah. and talk about relationships. We want to thank you for joining us today. And as we continue to share our wisdom over wine, thank you for joining. Yeah. Have a great night, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.